Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And my patron peeps, what up patrons, uh, people of patronage, patron people, uh, people who patron patronize the podcast uh, with patronage. Thanks so much. Uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Hey everybody, it's Scoots, and I know this is not an easy time for anybody. This episode was recorded a few months ago, so I just wanted to let you know that and to let you know to check our show notes for resources, because the podcast is here to put you to sleep, but there's more resources in our show notes if you're, if you're needing more. Uh, please, please use those links. You're, you're really important to me, so please use them. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about or that are popping in your head. Uh, I call them brain bots. Maybe we'll talk about those brain bots that we haven't talked about too much recently that I remember. But, you know, my brain bots could be distracting me. It could be feelings like emotions coming up for you related to the thoughts or just coming up on their own or maybe they've been there. Uh, waiting for a cool breeze or some hot air from a podcaster to, you know, blow them away or gently soothe them or just say, well, that breeze is nice. Let me just play, pay attention to that. Uh, I've never felt a cool breeze of hot air except on Sleep With Me. As cool as breeze of hot air on the other side of the pillow, sleep with me podcast, uh, or uh, physical sensations. I'm also here to uh, take your mind off of that. Whatever's keeping you awake. It could be something else. You could work second, third shift. You could be on call. Uh, life, I mean, holy life, if you know what I'm saying. You know, whatever it is, uh, I'm here to keep you company and to take your mind off of stuff so you can drift off. And what I'm going to do is I got this uh, safe place set aside here. Oh, boy, is it nice and cozy. It's also, you know, deliverable. It's on its way there. You could, you know, you could come over here or I can send it over there. Or I'll meet you in the middle. You know, whatever works best for you. So I'm going to, in a way, one of the ways I do that is I send my voice across the deep, dark night. I use lulling, soothing Creaky dulcet tones, oh so creaky. Just like as I was reminded, Raven was that so Raven. My creaky dulcet tones. So if my creaky dulcet tones had multiple channel, you know, shows on channels uh, for the tween market, and they were their own being, that you'd say, okay, so you'd say that's oh so creaky. What's that show about? Oh so creaky. Well, you, it's about a door, a creaky. We tried to get oh so creaky dulcet tones. But they said, that's so Raven. Three words. And I said, oh, so you, this channel only does TV shows. I said, oh, well, Pete and Pete, uh, Secret Life of whatever, Sweet Life of uh, whatever or not, whatever. 
Other shows I can't remember. Hannah Montana, that's only two words, actually. They say, right, that's less than four. I say, oh, okay, got me. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I could go so so creaky. Could we do it about a creaky door that runs a house, you know, full of tweens? Adorable. Uh, well, some, some adorable, some, you know, more of a, you know, you're, you're, you know, a little bit rough around the edges. Uh, you know, family that comes together but also doesn't always work together. And the door that enables that, it could open, the episode could open with the do- creaky door opening. Okay, I, lo- I lost the executives I was on the line with. They'll get back to me, though, I'm sure. So, oh, creaky dulcet tones is also what my voice sounds like. Uh, pointless meanders, you got one of those about creaky dulcet, my creaky dulcet show. That's a different show, the creaky dulcet show. That's more of a personality-driven show. That would be after, uh, you know, Oh So Creaky uh, does big. Then they say, to, uh, at 2 p.m., uh, check out the Creaky Dulcet show, where the Creaky Dulcet door will be talking to people about things and stuff like that. Celebrities, you know, stu- you know things, maybe, t- you know... Uh, Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, so pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, unnecessary words, uh, confusing tangents, too. So I'm going to do all those things to take your mind off stuff. If you're new, let me give you a couple pieces of information or try to before I go as I go off topic once again. So this podcast doesn't work for everybody. That's one thing you need to know. But for most people, it works for you just need to give it a few tries and see how it goes. Or you don't need to. You could give it a few tries and see how it goes. That's what most, I'd say 90 to 95% of listeners say. And there's people now that have been listening to the show six, seven years. And they commonly say, well, at first I didn't know what it was and it was a little bit different. And eventually I realized, yeah, I don't know what this is and it's a little bit different. Perfect for falling asleep to. Uh, I didn't know if I liked creaky dulcet, uh, creaky dulcet tones or creaky dulcet tangents, and then I realized I didn't really need to like it. Uh, I don't know if that's what ambivalent is, but that's what we're shooting for, is how my brain's defining ambivalent. You say, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm oh boy, I listen to Sleep With Me seven nights a week, uh, eight, eight episodes a night, support it, do everything I can. They said, well, how do you really feel about the show? Clear your, clear your actions show you have strong feelings about the Python. Yeah, no, I more feel ambivalent about it. I'm really, uh, I'm here, to, you know, I, I back up my ambivalence. It's the one thing I strong, I'm strongly ambivalent about. Normally, you're just ambivalent. What was sleep with me? I feel strong, I feel strongly ambivalent about it. Yes. Uh, actively ambivalent. That'll be another story one day. I'll tell, you know, another biography I'll write. Okay, so, oh boy, though, I had points. Oh, so, yeah, not a, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. That's one thing. The second thing is if you're new, uh, approach it kind of loosely and out of focus because the podcast is very different. It's not really meant to be listened to, but you, initially you'll have strong feelings because you see, well, this isn't what I expected. 
And this isn't exactly what I would associate with a sleep podcast. And I'd say, yeah, I kind of give it a try and kind of see how it goes. It is very different. You're correct in that. And, of course, you'd be doubtful or skeptical because you've probably been through tons of sleep solutions and tried a ton of things and probably spent a lot of money on, and time on all that stuff. So give this show a few tries. See if it helps. I hope it does. Uh, the other thing is, unlike all that other stuff out there that's made to put you to sleep or it comes with a guarantee, you know, I already said there's no guarantee, but, it, you know, it comes with this promise of putting you to sleep. This podcast really won't put you to sleep. It will be here while you fall asleep and maybe for some of you while you're sleeping. So I'm more here to keep you company and tell you a bedtime story just like a friend would as you fall asleep. So I'm I'm here to take your mind off stuff and be a comforting presence or a distract, you know, a barely distracting presence you don't have to feel, you know, that you don't have to feel strongly about, that you can feel strongly in your lack of uh, your neutral feelings about. So podcast you don't need to listen to doesn't really put you to sleep. But the thing is, if you can't sleep or you need the show multiple times or you're waking up or whatever it is, uh, I'm here for you. This show goes to the very end. There's 300 episodes ready ready for you to listen to. New stuff comes out twice a week. So I'm here. Uh, so if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company. Or if you're not listening and you're sound asleep, I'm here to keep you company. My job is the same uh, because you're important to me. The reason I make the show, one of the reasons is because you do deserve a good night's sleep. And you don't deserve all that extra pressure or people saying, well, if you did it right, you'd be sound asleep. That's a brain bot. Also, humans talk like that, too. But that is an example of a brain bot in my brain. And brain bots are, at least to me, a unitary function within your brain, a bit like brain bots. Not all of them are as cute as BB-8 or that cone droid that I talked about with the wheels. Uh, but they could be, they could look delightful, but rarely. Unfortunately, I don't have, like, the joy bots. Uh, I say hello when, when I'm looking for the joy bots. I'm... Uh, they're a little bit harder to find. I mean, they're out there. I've learned that in my own life journey. Uh, but the light, the the joy bots, you got to actually be more intentional to find them. You got to be in the moment, or you got to keep a gratitude list. Uh, but the brain bots, or the other ones, you could use other words to describe them. Like they're they they kind of seem they kind of effortlessly turn on, and then they have a perpetual energy. So, like, one of them would be like, you're doing it wrong. And you say, well, I'm just trying to go to sleep. Yep, well, you've been doing it wrong, for that's why. If only you could do it right, you'd sleep great. You say, are you sure it's not the pressure you're putting on me? Because I don't know what, I've, I've tried everything. Probably haven't tried it the right way. You say, well... But that part of us, it really is, at least for me, it's not as... It's not as a... It's really what the truth is. It's in as much P-A-I-N as we are. It really needs some loving. And it really doesn't want, it really doesn't want to uh, uh, poke us like it does. It really wants to help. Uh, but it's caught in this weird paradox. I just recently learned this about myself. Because uh, even though I like to talk about it on the podcast, I'm very loving to the brain bots. A lot of times in my personal life, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more 
active work and sometimes it's not all positive work i see what you know especially with that thing you say sometimes you get a little fed up right and not that long ago i realized oh wow you're i mean really you're me and you're kind of stuck in this too huh and you're trying to fix things you really want to help you just have this one function you really want to fix stuff uh but when you do it kind of makes it worse that can't be easy to be a brain body either and in that case, they say, hey, come over here and give me, I don't know what to do. So I'll, I'll just give you a hug or, well, pat you on your BB-88-like dome or stroke, you know, not to sound funny, but I'll stroke your dome if you want me to. I mean, you, because you're a, a brain bot within me, uh, like those of you that are guffawing, it's fine, <laughs> but uh I see. So that's the kind of what the podcast does is a lighter version of that. And don't do any really, I don't do any uh, brain bot loving or loving like that. Uh, what I do is they say, hey, come on in. I'll tell you a story while you human, your human falls asleep. Because uh, I can see you're stuck in a paradox, you know, too, and you're trying to do the best you can. And you got these tools, which is just, you know, being a little bit of a, in a tent that's ear, ear tent, you know, an ear tent, uh, or it rhymes with that. And so I'm here to help. I'm here to help you and your brain bots. Uh, and, and actually, your brain bots, they love my stories because they're so smart. Oh, boy, are those brain bots smart and helpful. That's why I keep all the seats up front reserved for brain bots with extra, you know, extra squares of rug. Oh, boy, come on over. And like I've talked about on the show, we have special brain bot treats set out, uh, lavender oil, uh, circuit soothers. Oh, boy, do we? Melatonin-based circuit soothers. Uh, your rugs are imbued with uh, calming energy. Uh, you know, de- de- we, we deionized all the rugs earlier and plenty of stuff like that. So I'm glad you're all here. So that's uh, okay. So that's why I make the show, though, is you deserve a good night's sleep in a place of solace. And you're not doing it wrong, it's just not easy. And it's not easy for me either, or the the hundreds of thousands of other people that are listening along with you right now. They know how it feels too, and it's not a great feeling, right? But this show's here to make you feel less alone and to say, yeah, it's not easy for us either. So if I can help you, uh, it'd be my honor, because your world and our world will be a better place if you get a good night's rest, or at least your bedtime could be a little bit more neutral. And maybe you get to set foot on that path where one day you're, you know, you're patting the, patting the dome of your brain bots or blowing them kisses or whatever it is. More, you know, r- rubbing their domes. I'm not going to say that other one because it's too goofy. And that was an accident anyway. But so, oh, so that's why I make the show is because I've been there and I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. A structure, which this is a little late to tell you. But this is something that throws a lot of new listeners off. So, so show structure goes like this. It starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. Then something silly I, I say in the moment. Then there's business. That really is what enables us to bring you the show twice a week for free and all the uh, 300 episodes there. 
and keep it free for a million to be downloaded millions of times a month for free. Uh, then there's an intro. The intro, the business throws some people off, but a lot of people associate the business with the next 18 minutes, which is the intro, because the intro to a lot of some people, even, I mean, even common sense would say an intro should be three or four minutes tops. Uh, but for sleep with me, the intro is optional. That's one thing. If you become a regular listener, you could be like the two percenter listeners. And I recently looked this up on another platform and it was two percent. That skipped the intro. Amazing, those statistics. Uh, uh, so, like, you could be the 2% of people that just start the show at 20 minutes, or you could see and kind of see how it goes. But for most listeners, the intro is 16 to 18 to 20 minutes to give you time to unwind, to get ready for bed, or to slowly drift and get comfortable in bed. Because if you're anything like me, sleep does not happen instantly, right? And that's what all those solutions that you're supposed to be doing right kind of say. You know, oh, if you just do this, this, and this, uh, and you do that 84 or 41 breathing or whatever it is, uh, and you think about, you know, the center of light, then you fall asleep. It just never has worked for me. Not that it doesn't work for some people. And I meditate and stuff like that as a part of my routine, but it doesn't help me fall asleep. Uh, it does help me fall asleep on a regular basis. Uh, so I kind of sound like I'm poo-pooing stuff. I'm more poo-pooing the idea that, uh, oh, I just saw one of the brain bots poo-pooed. I got to clean that up. Uh, sorry about that. That's why I was on my brain. But uh, that was for any kids listening. Uh, it's just oil anyway. Don't worry about it. I, you know. Oh, wait, no, it looks like some oil and some... Uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know, but it, uh, lavender, melatonin, lavender or something. Okay, so I clean that up. So, oh, so the intro just gives you a chance to get ready for bed and unwind. And if you need a break during the day, the intros are also uh, popular with people that need a break while they're doing the dishes or they're just sitting around or lying on the floor or writing code or whittling or whatever. So that's the intro. Then there's business. Then there'll be our episode, which tonight will be uh, like a little bit of a surprise. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. And the reason why I make the show and kind of what to expect is like a lot of nonsense and uh, the unexpected. So I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate your time and checking this podcast out. I really hope I can help. I work hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. So thank you one more time for coming by. Give it a few tries and see how it goes. And here's a couple of ways where I believe bring this show for free. All right. Hey, everybody. Tonight's episode is a crossover with my good friend, Jonathan Mann, and his podcast, As It Happens, A Song A Day. Uh, so if you haven't checked out that podcast, please do. I probably already encouraged you at the start of the show. Uh, but it's a wonderful, wonderful podcast by a wonderful, wonderful person. It's songwriting in real time. So if you've ever been curious about the songwriting process or you just want insight into creativity, uh, you could listen as uh, Jonathan Mann, who holds the Guinness World Record for most consecutive days of writing a song. He's written a song every day for over 4,000 days in a row and counting. 
So you get to listen in while he writes one of his daily songs. You'll get to hear the nuts and bolts of the lyrics, the chords, and the emotion, the heart, the soul that go into it, along with the other stuff. Uh, You know, the times it doesn't go so well, when you feel frustrated. And as he says, the general, messy, chaotic wildness that comes with a daily creative practice. And oh boy, can I relate to I can relate to so much of it. And we've had so many conversations uh, about the process and keeping going at the daily work uh, when it's good and when it's not so good. So please check out the podcast As It Happens, A Song A Day, in your podcast app of choice. You'll know when you see a man with yellow sunglasses. Uh, but so tonight I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about Jonathan Mann and then I'm going to talk about how he became the mystery bard for a sleep with me podcast. And then we're going to do an episode in, in an interesting way that I'll explain to you later as part of the setup, a really fun way of, uh, as it happens, a song a day, I keep saying a song a day, as it happens, a song a day. Uh, so who is Jonathan Mann? In his own words on his website, he prefers waffles to pancakes. His favorite color color is definitely purple, if you've ever seen him before. Uh, he's been writing a song a day since January 1st, 2009. Uh, he lives in Jersey City with his wife and kids. Normally, he's a conference troubadour. So check out his Patreon right now, because working at conferences and performing at conferences, uh, that was his main uh, main gig. You can also personally commission a song from him at song.jonathanman.net, uh, and he did one for my father's birthday, which was unbelievably uh, wonderful. We all, my siblings and I, we all contributed money to do it, but we also contributed ideas, and he crafted it into something uh, called uh, that, that I'll share with you in the song notes. It'll be a surprise. I'll share with you in the show notes here, too. Because uh, it was all about, it really captured the, the, the heart and the soul of my father in a really fun and insightful way. So if you need to get your message out, either as part of a video or a song uh, for your business or, or to, to, you know, express something to a loved one or for yourself, your own theme song, uh, go to song.jonathanman.net. His latest hit was the Baby Yoda lullaby song uh, from The Mandalorian. He's doing songs now for the podcast on a regular basis to help promote our episodes. But you know, when sleep with, when it comes to Sleep With Me and Facts, we got to bounce over to Wikipedia and see. I don't think I've looked at this. Uh, and see what Wikipedia, Wikipedia or Wikipedia has to say about the old mystery bard. Uh, who, ironically enough, I found as we started working together, I said, hey, I went to school with this person. And I said, holy cow, you went to school with that person too? Uh, But I'll talk about that, how we met. So uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, Jonathan Mann is a singer-song, American singer-songwriter, known for creating and publishing a new song and video each day since January 2009. Under the YouTube channel named Song A Day, because of a vast quantity of material and speed of composition, he often references immediate current events and popular trends of the very day the video was uploaded. So it is kind of like a slice of his life and the world's life at the same time. In November 2014, Jonathan Mann set the world record for most consecutive days writing a song. 
And this is according to Wikipedia, so it's not in the Mystery Bard's words. Uh, a man started composing song music at the age of 12, enrolled in Bennington College, uh, pursued his graduate studies at Cal Arts. He wrote a rock opera about leprechauns in grad school. He also wrote a rock opera based on the Super Mario Brothers. And since then, he's recorded music and self-released the albums under the names 40 Second Songs, uh, Something Leprechauns, uh, Novox the Robot, Game Jew, the Mario Opera, as well as simply Jonathan Mann. In 2006, he started uploading videos to YouTube under his alias Game Jew. He later started his best-known project, Song a Day, uh, which like included several viral hits, one of which we'll be kind of covering tonight. Now, here's something funny. We didn't, never met each other. The Mystery Bard lived in the SF Bay Area uh, from 2006 to 2012, uh, made a lot of live appearances with local musicians uh, that were called the Rock Cookie Bottoms. And uh, it, was, it kind of goes through all the, the lineups of that that group and a little bit of history about that. So I'll link to this. Uh, and then in July 2012, uh, Man's Song a Day, the album initiative, let colleagues from around the world interact and with performers and add to contribute to contributions via live stream. Uh, like, uh, and that was recorded in the Berkman Berkeley. Uh, let's see the rock cookie bottoms also made cam- cam- cameo appearances on the album as it did fluffy, a longtime participant in uh, song, uh, pill, pill, pillow, pillow fun. In 2014, Mann celebrated his 2000th song with a Reddit AMA, Ask Me Anything. Oh, and then here, it's in here. Uh, Mann uh, contributes to music on Night Vale Presents podcast, Sleep With Me, presented by Andrew Ackerman. A couple, well, I, I don't want to go into the notable ones, except for the most recent one, which is Baby Yoda. He was on, like, uh, yeah, the Baby Yoda song. I don't want to cover the notable contributions because I don't want to get away in the way of the episode, but uh, the Baby Yoda, Baby Baby Yoda is man's most viewed song on YouTube as of the time of this recording, uh, and it's based on Baby Yoda, or Baby Oso, as we call Baby Oso on this show, uh, from Disney Plus' series Mandalorian. So that's some facts about Jonathan Mann. And then, so I want to talk about my history with the old mystery. I call him the mystery bard because I have a tendency to make names up for people. So this will delve into some of the backstory of Sleep With Me that, I I mean, it's been told in some places, but I don't think on an episode as a little bedtime story or part of a bedtime story here. Uh, But once upon a time... uh, I have no idea what year this is. Probably 20, 12, 13, 14, 15. I would say 2015, but I have no idea. Listeners would know better than me the years. But I can tell you, uh, like, I, a lot of times I associate places where things happened. So I can tell you a lot of the place things. Well, actually, we got to take a, a step back a few years. So... 
somewhere in the 20, I think it was after I had started sleep with me, but maybe it was before I started sleep with me. Well, definitely before I started sleep with me, somewhere 2012, 2011, 2013, not 2013. So 2010, 12 or 11, I started listening to script notes, uh, the podcast about screenwriting and things interesting to screenwriters with John August and Craig Mazin. At one point and during an episode of Script Notes, many, many moons ago, as they say, they were talking about, or John, like, for a long time, before Craig Mazin became a prolific podcaster, uh, both as a, like, a host and as a, um, a creative, uh, and he just, he didn't listen to any, I think he still probably doesn't listen to any podcasts. Maybe he does now. Uh, but Craig just did script notes and didn't listen to any other podcasts. But John August did listen to podcasts. So it was kind of a running joke on the show. Now, as I like to say, don't get it twisted. Craig was not anti-podcast. It was like uh, like some people are. He just did, was, like, didn't have the bandwidth to listen to podcasts. But if he was here, he probably would jokingly say he is anti-podcast or anti-podcast or anti-podcast. Uh, but so anyway, John mentioned a podcast called ATP, Accidental Tech Podcast. And ATP is a podcast hosted by Marco Arment, Casey Liss, and John Saracusa. And that podcast has its own lore where... The three of the, they're kind of tech celebrities, I would say, but uh, they're more than that. And I'll talk about it briefly, but originally they wanted to start a podcast about cars and then they started talking. This is the lore behind the show, uh, ATP. And then they started talking about tech and it became the Accidental Tech Podcast. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think they even had a name for their uh, car podcast like Gleamer or something. It wasn't that, but something cool, something cooler than the term Gleamer. Uh, but so the, the accidental tech podcast is a show where you listen to Marco Casey and John talk about tech stuff. Sometimes it's Apple centric. Sometimes it's not, not yet. It's not always Apple centric. Marco, those of you that listen to the podcast on Overcasts, uh, Marco is a creator of the Overcasts podcast app. And uh, Marco, I've interacted with by email before. Incredibly generous and kind person. Uh, I've, I've interacted on Twitter with John and Casey. And uh, also Marco like, like loves fish, which, you know, was like, okay, the, 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 like the dude, is, dude goes from great to super great in my book. So what was my point? Um, oh, so the three of them talk about it, but it's kind of like one of those shows. They all have very uh, distinct personalities, strong opinions, but they're not like opinionated like uh, in an off-putting way. And you just get to listen to them talk about stuff, and it's very informative. But it's also like, I don't know, they just have a perfect balance of personalities. So it's just really enjoyable to listen to. Even if you don't like tech, I would say, give it a listen. And I particularly like, a, I don't know, John Syracuse is probably, I say, well, I wish I was more like Casey or Marco. But I'm probably a little bit more, well, I don't have the positive. I only have the negative, like anything that you'd say, well, that's interesting about John Syracuse. Uh, 
Like those kind of things I probably share. Not the positive, like his attention to detail or his dedication or his, you know, breadth and depth of knowledge. I just tend to be curmudgeonly and, and like, not that he's a curmudgeon, but like that's like one of the delightful things about his personality. I don't think he likes using his pockets either, which I do, but I can relate to, uh, like, uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of great stuff. But another great thing about the show was that it has uh, music, and they have sponsor music, and they have a theme song. And I love the uh, theme song just because, well, one, John, I grew up in Syracuse, so John Syracuse, I don't know, it, 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 it like... Uh, it's just another bonus for me. So I would listen. The theme song's really good. Uh, so listen to Accidental Tech Podcast. Maybe if I remember, I'll link to the theme song too. And it's just really fun and really memorable. And I said, who the heck is this person that wrote this song? It's so good. And uh, ends up, it's this person named Jonathan Mann. And I said, oh, who is this Jonathan Mann? And maybe I'd heard about him already um, about from Song a Day. Uh, but, like, I w- so I went from being, like, maybe kind of kind of aware to being, like, this person's brilliant. And then I would hear other sponsor-related songs on Accidental Tech Podcasts when they had them. But I would, like, listen to Accidental Tech Podcast just to hear, I mean, I would be in, waited with bated breath uh, because it would be at the end of the show most of the time. Uh, and I can hear it in my head right now. I won't sing it, though. But, uh, I, I, like, so I just loved it. And I remember complimenting and just on Twitter saying, man, like, uh, complimenting uh, Jonathan and ATP. And, you know, like trying to get a brush with someone I like greatly appreciated. So then, uh, like another kind of event that led to this was, so I was, maybe I was on Jonathan's radar or not. He would have to speak to that, but I, he was on my radar. Then at some point there's a podcast network called Gimlet that's a part of Spotify now. And maybe you've heard some of Gimlet's podcasts like Startup or Science Versus or, you know, Reply All, Heavyweight. Uh, they have a lot of great podcasts, but they had this podcast for a little while called Sampler. And it was hosted by Brittany Luce, who's a wonderful person and uh, was produced uh, like uh, by someone named Chris Neary, also a wonderful, wonderful person to work with. And they had me on as a guest. And to me at the time, it was a pretty big deal. It was such a big deal that I kept trying to back out of it and sending Chris emails and saying, hey, just don't interview me because, you know, I probably don't need this coverage and some other pod- – like, I was just like, uh, I don't like – like, but I definitely could have used the attention for the podcast – but they persisted and they interviewed me on this podcast about Sleep With Me. And it was very, very nice coverage and very insightful about the podcast. And I kind of haven't kept in touch with either one of them recently. But so that's a good reminder to send Brittany and Chris emails and just see how they're doing. Uh, but so it, it just it was like cool. And then, now I'll never forget this because I was on the bus uh, and this was after the, the sampler piece had come out, maybe like it, not that long after, like a couple days. And I was on the 51A 
And I was taking, I had to take it all the way from Fruitvale Bart all the way um, to the east end of Alameda, Webster Street, where I lived at the time. Like, I lived blocks off Webster. And I remember we were in the middle of Alameda, which is a pretty long stretch, uh, where you're just driving across the island and buses stopping a bunch. And, you know, all the commuters are getting on and off. And I, I remember I was sitting all the way back in the back of the bus, uh, and I, usually I would use that to listen to podcasts. I couldn't write on the bus. I would write on the bar train. But I would use my time on the bus normally to like listen to episodes of Sleep With Me or listen to other podcasts. And all of a sudden in my phone pops up a, a DM from Jonathan Mann and says, Hey, what's up? Uh, blah, you know, hey, look, like I saw you, like you... Uh, Said some nice stuff about me. I heard you on Sampler. Your show sounds really cool. I checked it out. And I said, man, you're cool, too. And he said, totally, you're cool, too. And I said, totes my goats, man. He said, hey, maybe we could find a way to work together. Uh, You you want to catch up? And I said, yeah, sure. Of course, part of me was, like, nervous because I said, I I don't know how to catch up with people. Like, what do you mean? And, you know, that kind of stuff. And I said, oh, boy, I got to catch up with somebody. But eventually we set up a phone call and we hit it off and we're talking, oh, how can we work together? And we talked about jingles and the work he had done on ATP. And then we got kind of this idea of Lola jingles. Now, this was back when the podcast, uh, the podcast always had like ups and downs with sponsors. And it's been like uh, always confusing to me why companies would not want to sponsor the show because listeners get so much out of it. But one, to some of them, the show can seem uh, a bit, um, they don't understand the podcast uh, and the connection the listeners have to it. And it can seem to them something more uh, trivial than a real thing or gimmicky or the like direct response, which is most of what podcast sponsorship is, where you hear something and then you ha- you buy it. You know, they're like, well, you j- your show just won't sell enough stuff to make it make sense, which is totally a fair thing. But, you know, because I'm a bit curmudgeonly, I, I, at first, at least, I was like, that's not acceptable. Like, these listeners get so much value out of the show. And you should you should be you should be honored to sp- be able to sponsor it. But they, like so, I was a little bit overvaluing my connection to you, and not understanding. Well, people still have to buy the stuff for the business for it to make sense for the business to advertise. And so then it was a struggle. Like uh, so, this opened up this idea of like, oh well, the mystery bard. Like so, Jonathan could do jingles for the show. And maybe that would help people remember the sponsors better. And it was like, and it would be fun. Like, for me, I've lived a lifetime of loving jingles and songs. And so I said, wow, that sounds like a really cool idea. Let's do it. And then I said, but, like, sleep with me. Uh, I'd been doing the the show long enough. So this probably was like 2015 or maybe even 2016. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Let's see, 20, I think I started the Patreon in 2016. So, yeah, sometimes in 2016, I would say. And I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, maybe it was in the spring. I'm not sure about that because then I can remember 
uh, having this idea. And I can remember where I was, and I'm pretty sure I was either texting or call on the phone with Jonathan. Because they said, okay, well, let me think about how we're going to do this. Because there's a couple of things. One, I've learned that uh, when Sleep With Me changes, it's very disruptive for listeners. Now, the show necessarily has to change things from time to time. That's unavoidable. Uh, But when it changes, it throws things off because people are used to having the podcast a certain way. And people have strong feelings about change, understandably. And then the idea that their favorite sleep podcast is changing, they're going to have strong feelings about that. So those are normal reactions that I had, like, already. I don't think I'd gotten used to them, but I knew. I said, okay, we can't just start playing jingles. Like, we have to, like, work it slowly into the show. And then uh, we have to find a way to consistently do it, uh, and this is when we we're putting out three episodes a week, and we just didn't have we didn't have very many sponsors. Maybe Casper, and that was it. So, um, what was my point? So, I came up with this idea. I said, "Well, what if we like make?" It? I said, "Enough people have to know who you are, but what if we do it like a game show, like uh, where we do a few different songs and we slowly give clues. Like, you're the mystery bard that's going to start working on the show. And we do this slow reveal over, like, three or four songs uh, to reveal who you are. That'll be really fun. And there are times where I think ideas are fun and the listeners don't, or it's not as fun, or the execution. A lot of times it's just the execution you know, because it's something new, isn't always aligned with uh, my excitement about it. I tend to get really excited about stuff like this. And I also tend to not be good at clues and stuff. But I remember, so we did it, and we did, I don't know how many episodes, because some of this memories are not clear. Uh, but so then we started doing it, and it, it just became like, who is this mystery bard? And we were just doing fun stuff like that. And then finally it was revealed, or people started to figure it out too. I remember when the first couple people figured it out, and I was like, that's so cool that people, some people figured it out. And then it was like, oh, okay. But then it just kind of stuck that he would be the mystery bard, and that's just so fun to me. Much like Chris Posty Posterson or uh, Carl, uh, Carl W. The Legend, uh, Kenny Scotty and Jennifer Honor, Honor, Honor Artwork, The Silvertone, who was a jazz singer that I gave a name to on the podcast, uh, the defrenestrator, the Lord and the lady of the podcast. There was a lot of people that, uh, got nicknamed. I just like giving nicknames out. It's fun. And so, so we did that. Then we had the mystery bard and we had the songs, but we didn't have any sponsors. So, but I said, okay, well, if we're going to do this, at least initially, we should have a song every episode because as soon as there's not a song, uh, and it's, we're not able to do that anymore just because of the size of the show and stuff. But it was like, uh, like I said, okay, we'll put a song in every single new episode. So we had to come up with, like I had to come up with other things that he could make songs about. And a lot of that was, like, fun stuff. So we tried to get Michelle Obama to go on the Sampler podcast. That was one of our songs. Uh, First Lady of the United States. And uh, 
that didn't work, but actually people got excited about it. And I was hoping it would work just to hear like what podcast she likes and she listens to. Uh, we tried to get Cat Stevens to go on um, uh, uh, WTF with Mark Marin. So we had a song about that. We had a song about uh, what podcasters like to shop at Trader Joe's. So we had, uh, who was on there? Roman Mars. Uh, and now then my mind blanks out. Uh, Craig Mason, probably, or John August. And someone from Slate, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, so we were doing fun songs like that, uh, and it just became a thing. It was fun, uh, and uh, then, like, things have changed on and off with the podcast because uh, we said, well, maybe the sponsors would actually pay extra for the songs. Uh, spoiler spoiler alert, they did, no, like... Uh, they, you know, companies don't ever want to pay extra for anything. Uh, so it was like, okay, well, maybe we'll just get them. It would make it more, make the ads work better anyway. So it's just something we've been always playing with, and it's kind of always been evolving and testing. And then the Mystery Bard at some point launched his own podcast. So now... Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read a, uh, a, a transcript from, so this is going to be fun. So this is a transcript from one of the mystery bards episodes that I'll link to in the show notes, but we took the transcript, his episode, the audio, and we ran it through machine transcription, and then we're going to run it through Scoots' trans, transcription, uh, to make it like a very uh, funny bit. I mean, this should be interesting. Uh, so I'm going to read through this and, and go on tangents. So this is an episode of uh, uh, As It Happens, A Song a Day. Song a Day, As It Happens by Jonathan Mann. Uh, song, pill, pillow, pillow fun dot uh, B-O-R-G. Oh boy, those B-O-R-Gs. You know them from TNG. But it's also a weekly song competition that's been going on since the early arts, the early art days, also known as the early aughts, the arts of the aughts, as many people say. Oh, do I remember those days. Oh, do I remember those days. And each week you're given a title. And then you make a song with that title. You e- email it to someone who's called the Pillow Master, who posts all the songs to be voted on. And this is me, the Mystery Bard, speaking. What up, Sleep With Me listeners? Uh, I don't normally say what up, but uh, because Scoots is interpreting me. And this is me reading uh, from a machine transcript of my podcast. Uh, the song... With the song with the most votes wins, and there's no prize. But the warm satisfaction of a job well done from like 2003 to 2005, I participated in song pillow fun every single week, and I rarely won. But it was a precursor to song a day. And I found it was like a great way to keep myself accountable and keep writing songs. 
And that's pretty powerful advice right there, not to interject, Mr. Bard. Great piece of advice you just gave out. Thanks, Scoots, uh, but let me do... Okay, thanks. Uh, Since starting Song a Day, I occasionally go back and participate in the old pillow fun. Uh, with the pillow, you know, the pillow tossing and stuff, uh, via song with, that's just a metaphor. So that's what we're going to do this week. And this, this is, as it happens, a show about songwriting in real time. And I, and, and Jonathan, man, I've been making songs every day since January 1st of 2009. There are infinite ways to approach a tre- treading song. And you never know how it's going to go. This could be the honey's knees, or it could be the thing that keeps you out of the honey. O-U-C-H. Sorry. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so the title of this week on Song Pillow Fun is Long Story Short. Uh, And it does have an optional challenge, and the optional challenge is... Piano plus a synth pad. Actually thinking that, I would just tell the story. The story I've actually told many, many times in many, many, many different contexts. Uh, but, uh, but, I, but I would. I've never written a song about it. So I'd write a song that tells the story of the time that I made Steve Jobs dance. Uh, that'll be my version of long story short. And if you want a short story long, you're definitely in the right place tonight. Uh, other than that, I don't know what it's going to sound like. Or let's bring up a piano with a synth pad. Mm, yeah, listening to it in my mind. A piano with a synth pad. Since I already listened to the original episode, I say, well... No, that's not what I'm looking for. Let's see. I had this idea to start the song right away with chorus songs. Write songs. I'm partial to putting the title right in the chorus. Not everybody does that. You know, the beauty of a song Pillow Fun is you could hear 20 different people interpret one title Obviously, in wildly different ways, and it's fun to listen to the way everyone decided to go. Certainly does sound fun that way. Uh, I'm really excited. So, let's see. The Steve Jobs. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and add a little drum sound. Drumity, drumity, poof. Uh, Something like that. I'm wondering if this is a time I should start with the lyrics and do the music second, figure out what the chorus is going to say, and then set it to music, because I'm not really liking what this is. Rumpf. Uh, well, I mean, I'm liking parts of it, but um, it's not... I don't know what I'm doing. I'm Steve Jobs dancing his jeans and turtle and turtleneck. Miss Turtleneck and Jeans. Uh, oh, boy. I wonder if that has ever been a sash. Congratulations, Miss Turtleneck and Jeans. Uh, Steve Jobs, a Dancer of the Year. 
He did a wiggle and a shimmy while I sang up on the screen. I think it, 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 Mr. Bart had a good shimmy song uh, back in the day, too, that kind of went big. I'm going to basically throw out, maybe not throw out, I'm going to set aside everything I've done so far. That little piano bit, uh, uh, piano, piano, poof. And that little drum bit, drumity, drumity, poof. Uh, I'm going to set it aside so I don't, I don't like it right now. And this this chorus I've written now suggests to me a different kind of vibe. And now here I may see Justin is church neck and jeans, the old church neck and jeans. He did a wiggle shimmy. And you might say, Scoots, could you interject here? What's the difference between a church neck and a turtleneck? And they say, well, that's a great question. Like, uh, I, I can only speak from the times I wore a turtleneck to church uh, as a kid. And that, uh, that like, when I was a kid, that was the 80s. So, so you probably, could get, probably couldn't get away with it. You're supposed to have a collar. And so a church neck uh, is actually a turtleneck with a zipper or, or what do you call it, uh, that stuff called uh, the, the stuff Velcro or buttons. And, and it can be on the sides or the back or the front. Uh, and you can undo it so it looks like a collar. So you say, well, uh, just like they say party in front at bedtime in back or whatever. Or business in front, uh, you say turtleneck when I'm not at church, uh, church neck when I'm at church. Uh, and, the, you know, this is much different than the mock turtleneck, which I guess is uh, you could wear to church, maybe. I don't know if that's considered a collar. So that's a bit about the church neck. Uh, but uh, back to Steve Jobs doing that wiggle and shimmy. Well, it's saying up on the screen, and I don't want it to be too slow. I want it. I want it to have a pep to it. Of course, uh, I think I made Steve Jobs dance is a horrible sentence to sing. I mean, I can't sing on a sleep podcast, but I think I made Steve Jobs dance. I made the Jobs dance. What if instead of saying Steve Jobs, I just say? Steve, amaze Steve Day in his turtleneck and jean, did a wiggle in a shinny. Is a shinny, is that the sound a, a horse makes or is that a whinny? I don't think it's either one of those, but a horse makes a sound, they say. And I don't know if that's a shimmy or a whinny, but this is a shinny saying upon the screen. May is the hundred be like a little bit slower. Maybe it's like the dance in his turtleneck and jeans. See, for me, I would always, I, I could never do this job, Mystery Bard, because I would always just go into a cover song. So that tells you your ability to focus. Because uh, I would already go into another song by Neil Diamond there. Think about it, though. This is like still not if I added some kind of percussion, swishity, swishity, swish, something like that, maybe. Oh, yeah, take out the bass, chicka, chicka, bomb, bomb, and the bass is going to change.
Put that on a pillow, man, so I have it there. Oh, yeah, take out the bass or the bass is going to change. And so the kick drum, the kick John would be more like, uh, 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 like not a hi-hat. It's uh, so counterintuitive. I mean, I just have to, like, sometimes I have to go against my instincts and sometimes I have to indulge them. But so often just going straight for the don't, 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 the very straight kind of thing that I don't think about putting a little bit more of a swing on things. Now, that's some kind of revolutionary thing, but amazing. The dance in this turtleneck and Gene did a wiggle and a shimmy. Well, I was saying it wasn't quite working, but it's much closer. Uh, the dib dibbity 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 dance. Maybe we should put in a different key. Maybe put it in a different key so I can sing that sing. That high part. Oh, boy. As Scoots likes to say, gosh, gosh, bagosh, but maybe not. I don't know. Its sun is definitely not showing itself to me. And we're like not even out of the first part yet. I think it needs something. It needs something. So this is just like a cymbal way that I can tune the snare drum. It still needs something, okay? Huh, I'm like intrigued by this. By this, uh, I could make work maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how to make this work, but I do know it's going to be okay. Because I've done this thousands of times before. It almost feels like this is going to be like a fresh Prince rap. Uh, holy moly, am I excited to hear that. Uh, you know, I have a story that I'd like to tell all about the side. You all know I was a huge fan. I had both as early albums. Parents just don't understand. Mr. B I didn't realize Mr. Bard was a Fresh Prince fan, but I'm glad... Uh, Every song was a story song. He was always, like, telling these really elaborate stories. I was just coming home from a family vacation, really fruited down and on the do it. Uh, this is going to be, I'm just, this is, like, going to be really not so great. But I'm here, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean into the awfulness. As cheesy as these lyrics are going to be there, like, it's actually the true story. So I was just coming home from a family vacation, feeling pretty down about my situation. I had, hoping, I had been hoping to win a brand new car in a contest for a Klondike bar, but I lost. And so it was nursing, you know, that sad, surfing the world wide web as you do. Let us saw the Steve was going to address this little thing known as the intended. Gabe, do I like explain what an antenna gate was? No, because if you're listening to the song, gosh help you, if you are listening to it, you probably don't care. So seeing the through around a song a day, I sat down to him and I thought to myself, hey, okay. Of course, it comes back at some point. Okay, so we're getting close, and I think what I'm going to do for our podcast purposes 
The basic structure of the song has made itself clear. Basically, all that's left to do is record in a way that doesn't suck and then futz with the music so it changes enough. And that remains interesting. Over the course of the song, I'm just going to go ahead and record the vocals and do a little bit of futzing. Let's hear the final track as it's presented to us today. You could do that in the show notes uh, here at Sleep With Me Podcast uh, or in your podcast app of choice. Fortunately or unfortunately as the case may be, the deep dance turtleneck in jeans, he did a way of an Atlanta shimmy as a saying of bone. The screen, yeah, mates, a deep dance they can never do before. And I'm going to tell you about it. This is a long story short. I was coming home from a family vacation disappoint. A Bauma situation was going to win a brand new car in a contest for a conduct bar. But I lost, and it was making me down, surfing the world wide web as you do. When I saw Steve was gone to address the little thing known as the antenna gate mass. So seeing the zone around a song, I sat down to talk to myself. uh, Hey, Brad, about how Danagate is kind of no big deal, you know. So a rope video posted to his locker. Always do send it to MGC, the tech crunch blogger. I was in league with Steve. Dan sang into a phone. Darn baggy. Long story short about it, the next morning woke up to an email subject line. Your video video from PR at app.com. I was pretty sure that I was being punked at me in the shower thinking about spoofing. That's when my phone began to ring. Unknown caller. Well, that's strange. Who is it? My name... My name is Steve Dowling. Steve Jobs, like your video. He wants to use it today to open the press conference. Can we use it? Oh, yes, you can. Or in the mystery bird's words, mystery bard's words, ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yes. Uh, so dream of a turtleneck dancing with a shimmy and jeans uh, here and in the world beyond. Uh, and then listen to As It Happens, a song a day. Good night.